Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, October 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Donald Trump calls on another foreign power to investigate Joe Biden, and the FT's Dmitry Sevastopoulos explains how Mr. Biden is reacting to the controversy surrounding him and his son Hunter. Plus, the UK and the US make it easier for investigators to access communications sent by suspected criminals. And it looks like PayPal might be about to back out of Facebook's digital currency project. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Mr. Trump has called on China to investigate 2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden. Mr. Trump spoke to reporters on the South Lawn of the White House yesterday, and he was asked what he was expecting Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky to do about Mr. Biden after their July 25th phone call. Mr. Trump started to answer the question before taking an unexpected turn. Uh, They should investigate the Bidens. Likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens. Because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with Ukraine. Mr. Trump says he has not formally asked China's President Xi Jinping to investigate the Bidens. The public request by the U.S. president is surprising, considering that congressional Democrats are pursuing an impeachment inquiry on his request to Ukraine. The U.S. president has accused Mr. Biden of pressuring Ukraine to fire its top prosecutor to stop an investigation into a Ukrainian natural gas company. Mr. Biden's son Hunter was at one point a board member at this company. We should note that Mr. Trump has not provided evidence for this claim, which former members of the administration say has already been debunked. Mr. Trump has asked several world leaders to look into issues such as the Bidens and Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Mr. Trump has tapped Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison and reportedly also looked for help from UK PM Boris Johnson. So how is Mr. Biden reacting to all these allegations against him? And what does it mean for the 2020 election, where he is one of the leading candidates in the Democratic primary race? The FT's Katie Martin chats with our Washington bureau chief, Dmitry Sevastopoulos. So Trump is trying to push a theory that Joe Biden's son was involved with a corrupt Ukrainian gas company and that Joe Biden tried to pressure Ukraine to fire top prosecutor who Trump says was investigating this company and the links that Hunter Biden had to the company. Joe Biden and his team have pushed back very strongly and said that nothing like this was going on, that there was actually an international effort that involved the US, uh, Western countries, including you know France, Germany, the UK, international institutions like the IMF and others who collectively were putting pressure on Ukraine to fire the prosecutor, his name is Shulkin completely unrelated to Burisma and the gas company. So there's a conspiracy theory that's been pushed in Washington. It's being pushed very hardly by Rudy Giuliani, who is the former New York mayor who's now acting as a personal lawyer for Donald Trump and has been picked up in a very big way by the right-wing media. And Trump is trying to use this conspiracy to show that what the Democrats are doing on Capitol Hill to try and impeach him is actually just them trying to conceal a conflict of interest that Joe Biden had when he was putting pressure on the Ukrainians when he was in the White House as the vice president. So from that point of view, is it, is it kind of working in terms of sullying Biden's name? Well, it's not clear yet. I mean, you know, we haven't had that many polls come out since this has started in terms of how people view Biden. I think the Biden camp, on the one hand, thinks there's a positive side to this, which is it allows 
all of the narrative in Washington to be about Trump and Biden, it almost creates the feeling that Biden is already the nominee for the Democrats, which is not the case. On the other hand, the Biden campaign, when they talk privately, they say, well, the truth is we don't know how this is going to play out. It may be conspiracy. We can totally debunk it. And if you look into the facts, anyone will realize that's true. But on the campaign trail, how many people are going to take the time to look in and see what actually happened to make up their mind? So there's a danger with some of the independent voters who are critical here. And it's also true that even though there's no evidence that Joe Biden was trying to fire the prosecutor to help his son, there's also people who say, well, at the same time, it was maybe not very smart of Joe Biden to allow his son to get paid $50,000 a month to work for a Ukrainian company in an industry where he had zero experience, because regardless of what actually happened, it creates the perception of a conflict of interest that Biden could have done without. Right. I mean, it might be too early to tell, but... Do we have a good sense of what what Trump's base does think about all this, how the electorate is responding? Trump's base is lockstep behind him. There, there's no evidence that anyone, you know, is going to uh, abandon him on the basis of this. His support among Republicans has been very, very high because he has actually carried out many of the things that he said he would do on the campaign trail in 2016, be it the Iran nuclear deal, withdrawing from the Paris Climate Accord, and most importantly, putting conservative justices on both the Supreme Court and federal courts across the country, which is one of the most important things for conservative voters. It doesn't get picked up a lot in the media sometimes. But in terms of the impeachment question, what's interesting is over the last week, the polling has shifted dramatically. Since then, more pieces of evidence have come out, the stuff about Saudi Arabia, the call with Russia, Australia. So it's possible that, you know, we'll see another shift in public sentiment. Um, and I think probably that's why Trump is trying to rally his base so strongly. He really thinks that this is a, now a huge bruising battle. And the only way he can win it is on Twitter and getting his supporters fired up and making them believe that this is a coup. And here are the rest of today's headlines. A new deal between the U.S. and the U.K. will make it easier for security agencies to access messages from suspected criminals. It's the first ever bilateral data access agreement, and it lets police and intelligence agencies have expedited access to texts, emails, and direct messages from people including suspected terrorists, serious crime gangs, and white-collar criminals. The deal will compel U.S. tech companies such as Facebook, Google, and Twitter to hand over these messages to U.K. law enforcement and vice versa. Currently, it takes police and security services anywhere between six months to two years to request and access electronic data. Officials say that the new agreement will cut down this waiting time to weeks or even days. The deal still needs to be ratified by the U.S. Congress or the House of Commons. It's not expected to come into play until early 2020. And it looks like PayPal wants out of Facebook's global digital currency project. PayPal operates one of the dominant worldwide online payment systems and pulled out of a key meeting in Washington on Thursday. All 28 backers of Facebook's Libra venture were supposed to get together to talk about how to handle opposition from regulators. But sources told the FT that PayPal was the only no-show. A person close to PayPal said the company was concerned that Facebook hadn't done enough to address concerns, especially those regarding money laundering. And it turns out PayPal had cold feet when it came to signing up to the project in the first place. But it may rejoin at a later date. All of the members of the so-called Libra Association have pledged $10 million to the project, but have yet to hand over the money. 
Members are set to meet in the middle of October, at which point they would lock in their involvement. If you want to hear more of Katie Martin's interview from earlier in the show with Dmitry Sevastopoulos, make sure to check out one of the EFT's other podcasts, News in Focus. And we'll have our eye out on the monthly U.S. employment data that are due out today. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also had help this week from Gavin Kalman and Michael Bruning. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.